Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Jesus and Coffee. I have an extremely special guest with me today. His name is... No, it's you. Is it me? It's you. It's David Galton. Yes. Hey. Hey, Mom. Oh, look. Leah. There Joseph. they are. Oh my gosh. All the important people. All the important people. Too. Yeah, are you well, you and my throw sisters. Them in there. Yeah. And everybody at the church. We'll do like a we'll do like a like a a, a post edit at the end show. where you can just like give all your stuff as the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll do that. Like that'll work. So yeah. we are here and we are coming at you and we are talking about something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah. Uh we are talking about a problem actually that has divided churches and Christians all over the world. Crazy. Um and it's kind of a silly thing if you look at it from a big picture standpoint, but it is a problem, and I think we should address it. And that problem is worthenticship. Worthenticship? Worthenticship. Let's talk about it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee, the place where we have a conversation about faith, Jesus, life, we drink coffee, and most of all, we have a lot of fun. So sit back, grab your favorite mug, and be ready to enjoy. Coffee. All right. So, okay. So I've got my buddy here, David. Yeah. We are talking worst. Well, I didn't even say the word right. Worthentic ship. We just had a conversation about how I, I yeah. can't even say it. That's a great word. Worthentic ship. I think it should be in the dictionary. I well, think or at least Wikipedia. I we could put it on yet? Wikipedia. I'm going to put it on Wikipedia now. Worthentic ship. Do it. Look it up. Everybody. We just created it. Do you get any? Are there residuals for making up words on Wikipedia? There I think there be. is. There should be. I think you get three cents every time somebody says it. Worth yes. Worthentic ship. Worth <laughs> <laughs> Nine cents in Boom. your bank. So, yeah. So, one of the things that I've experienced, and especially, uh, David, being a worship leader, yeah. you've experienced a lot of this, I'm sure, yep. um, where people in the congregation are out there and they're worshiping, and they either do or they don't like the style, mostly. Either it's too loud or it's too soft or it's a hymn or it's not a hymn or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the, that comes across where people say, well, this isn't really authentic worship because it's not my style of worship. Right. Have you ever had that experience where people have like literally complained to you to say, totally. this isn't really worship? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Actually, one thing that's that's um, always been on my heart and my mind when I think about people that kind of bring up that question, it always reminds me and... Uh, and I always kind of go back to is, is I feel like we've all connected with Jesus in like a worship setting that's has been a specific style. Mm. And to me, I think we see that as authentic because it was authentic in that moment to us. Yeah. Um, but then we also attach, Hey, that was uh, with that choir and that orchestra or, Hey, that was with, that's just that one guy on the guitar at that camp that I was at. And that yeah. was that experience that I had. And that was an authentic moment in time. And it was so good. And I think sometimes we're always kind of seeking those moments with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we're kind of in a setting that's different and, and maybe we're not so comfortable with that, it's like easy to just say like, oh, it's because of the style that I'm not connecting with God. Um, but I think in, in, in the same kind of breath, it also reminds me that like, hey, I've connected with God um, in the past and maybe these other styles. But I don't think it necessarily means you can't connect with God, um, you know, in different styles in the future. But um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, that is, uh, that's actually really, really good. Yeah. Uh, just to say it's, it's your worship experience is tied to worship experience. And something I like to say is it's okay for yeah. it to be tied to emotion. I think a lot of people, at least from people that I've talked to or have, have complained to me yeah. and their comment is, you know what, that's too loud or that's just not real worship or it's just too showy or there's lasers or fog or whatever. They're like, that's like, that's just emotion. That's not worship. And I think about that and I think, 
worship is emotion. How can you can't separate the emotion that you feel when you're connected to the Holy Spirit and you're truly authentically worshiping to say that just because there's lasers or fog or something that's making you feel a certain way that that mountaintop experience that we talk about kind of at camps, I think, um, I don't think that that is false and I don't think that that is bad. Um, I don't think we can live off of that, but I think having injections of that in our life, I don't know how we can stay up if we don't have those kind of emotional interactions. And I think that's what I like, especially about with our church. I love the Sunday morning worship. Like I get excited about going to Sunday morning worship, just not even being part of the team, just being out in the congregation. Because there's a feel, there's an, I think experience is a good word for that. There's an experience when you come in to the sanctuary and the lights are down and there's lighting cues and there, there is some production to it. And I personally, I like that. I know there's a lot of people that don't like that and that's okay. I think that there is, there are definitely things that I think that can be a hindrance in worship. I think if it is too loud, like literally it is too loud. I think that is, it is a hindrance. Like I don't. You know, I go to concerts sometimes just like a rock concert or whatever. I I have to put in earplugs because it's like I can't yeah. enjoy the music because it's just too loud. Yeah. And I think if people are walking into a church service and they feel like it's too loud, hey, I can totally understand that that's mm-hmm. an issue. And like, hey, we want to work with our um, sound techs and different people to kind of minimize all those distractions. Yeah. I think sometimes, though, um, you know, we can use that as a crutch as well of why we're not, you know, engaging. Yeah when yeah. hey we want to do our best whenever we walk into a, a worship setting and i want people to be encouraged that you know at friends church or wherever i'm leading to um that hey let's let's get rid, rid of all those distractions yeah but let's let's really try our best to enter in no matter what's going to happen because you know sometimes i'm leading in mexico in the middle of you know the dirt mm-hmm. and there's a lot of issues out there too yeah. you know maybe it's not as loud but it's you know there's a distraction happening or or the lights go out the sound goes out yeah. I think through all those distractions, we got to, we're there to worship God. Right. And so, Hey, let's, let's have the attitude of whatever, um, could be a dis- distraction. Let's really try to rise above that and just focus on Jesus. Absolutely. Know, so. And I think at least in my experience, sometimes you said lights or the sound goes out. Mm-hmm. I've had experiences like that where the lights or the sound goes out and it's like, well, what do we do? And then just the acoustic guitar or the piano starts going and sometimes in my experience that has been some of the most authentic worship that i have felt because it's literally you know what the enemy or whatever you want to call it is is trying to shut this down because something good's happening and then it just flips a switch and it just turned it takes it to another level and i feel like if you can take that distraction that comes out of distraction you could be like oh great worship's ruined we gotta might as well go home and just say like no this is like we're in a moment Right. Let's live in this moment. Let's experience yeah. this really. Let's let's have communion with with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus right now and with each other and build that community where we can say, look, do you remember that time? That was so good. Yeah. But without saying, I can't worship if it's not exactly like that last time. Right. And I think something that's been on my mind too recently is that sometimes it's not even about the distractions. We can kind of blame the distractions, but it's really like our insecurities that are keeping us from worshiping. Totally. You know, it's like, agree. Like, um, like if you, if you're insecure to lift your hands or, cause mm-hmm. I remember, you know, years ago I, I'd be like, I don't want to lift my hands. I feel like I, I want to, I want to like surrender to God. I want to lift my hands. I want to clap or I want to do this, but no one else is doing it. And like, Oh, look, there's David. He's raising his hands. There he is. But and, and and I would have like the fear factor too of sure. like oh I know that person over there I wonder what they would think about me and 
and things like that, where it really becomes, it's, it's not about you and God, but it really becomes like, Hey, this is, um, I'm kind of being intimidated right yeah. now from my, my peers or the people at the church or whatever. And, and not that anybody's trying to do that, no. but it's just like, it's kind of an insecurity that I had to deal with. And I just remember, um, kind of having to process that over time with the Lord that, that like, you know, God, I want to worship you in a way that is, you know, unhindered. That is, um, that is really real. Like if there was no one watching me, like how would I really want to respond? You yeah. Know? And that could be like, Hey, and during this fast song, I want to sit down because I'm not ready to worship yet. Or, right. But, uh, but you know, I don't want to think like, Oh, well other people are going to be watching me and you know, so I, I better stand up and start clapping, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think that's where we, we can kind of lose our way. Totally. Is agree. if we are more worried about what's happening, like what, what are other people thinking of us in the sanctuary or in a worship setting than, than kind of preparing your heart before God, you know? Totally. I think that's, that's huge kind of in everything, but <clears throat> we're so conditioned, I think, especially with, I mean, I don't want to get like political and, and yeah. talk about technology stuff, but with social media, everybody's putting out their best face, right? For most mm-hmm. of us. Um, so there's always this, we intention or we, it's just more prevalent it's, in our culture right now. Yes. It's more prevalent. And I think it, when you get into a worship setting, if you're thinking about what are all the people around me thinking about me, which they're probably not even paying attention to you because no. they're either they're either in they're having authenticship by themselves with Jesus or they're either authenticating or authenticating. <laughs> yes, that's the other one. Wikipedia. They're Here having, we come. Uh, authentic worship. Yes. So they're they're with authenticating. I don't know if that one works. Well, whatever. Okay, but or they're thinking the same thing that the, that you are. They're like they're thinking about what other people are yeah, thinking about them. They're, they're not thinking about you. <laughs> They're not looking at you and they're saying, oh, look at them. They're not really worshiping or, yo, yeah, like you really, I know what you did like three weeks ago right. and there, no you can't be in. That. No, it's it, you're, but you're afraid that they yeah, are. You're, you are afraid. I'm afraid. You're afraid. It, well, it's, I used to be afraid. Yeah. Well, and at some point we all look around and think, what are they thinking about me? Sure. When I'm totally. down there and my eyes are closed and my hands are raised and I'm just in that moment. I'm singing loud and I'm right behind somebody or there's somebody behind me singing really loud. And I'm like, man, would you just, would you stop yeah. as opposed to just shutting it out and being like, I'm going to, I'm going to just worship. I'm going to yeah. go and do this thing. So, but I think that's, that's kind of something I think in, I've experienced in a lot of churches where there's a divide where it's like, you need to do traditional hymns and stick with the the way that it's always been done right. as opposed to progressing to, to, not cater to a younger generation or a different group of people, but at the same time, you have to pick a genre. You have to pick some sort of direction that you're going because if you are just, if you're doing a different thing every week, you really don't get connection to the people that connect with that certain style. Yeah. I mean, my thought on that is, um, I think the worship team, the leader, whoever is kind of selected to kind of create that culture, they really need to be honest of of for themselves. Like, how would yeah. I personally respond to God and say thank you? How would I personally respond to God and and give Him praise this week? You know, how mm-hmm. would I personally want to lead this congregation? Which you know, hey, taking into consideration, you know, like where are we from? What is the region we're from? Like, what are the times like? And yeah. authentically bringing a sound and a voice to worship that relates to them. And maybe sometimes it is visiting the past. It is. Um, kind of taking some of the, the things that we've done in the past because that is authentic as well and it yeah. reminds us of where we come from. But at the same time, it's also looking like, well, what what is our voice today? 
you know, and how would that sound today, you know, and not trying to just live in the past. Like we want to remember, we want to honor, we want to celebrate what God has done, but we want to live like God is doing things now. He's doing things in this moment and he's, um, he's fresh, he's alive, he's living, he's in our lives, you know? And I think, um, that's how we want to represent worship. Um, you know, um, whenever we stand on stage, whenever Mm -hmm. I get up there, it's like, I want to like, what do, what do I want to say to Jesus and how would that come out if yeah. um, no one told me how to do that? Right. Know? Yeah. And then, and then you get that, that feeling of like, it's a day where like, man, I just don't feel like worshiping, but yeah. you're on team and you're on stage yeah. and you have to, you have to figure out a way, at least with my experience, when I'm feeling that way and I'm just like, man, I'm just, I'm tired or I had this issue and I'm sure. dealing with it and I get up there and sometimes, uh, you, st- you just do it because you're going through the motions, but then, you know, a song or two in, that's when I really feel like I, I it picks me up yeah. and then I'm able to let go and just be like, oh, this is what I needed. Oh, you don't totally. think you need it. Yeah. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, this is what I needed. Right. Right. And, and then you're, it's, then your day is like amazing. Yeah, even for me, like being a musician and a worship leader, like even when I'm at a different setting or even at the church and I'm not leading. I, I just, I'm always like, I'm seeing everything, you know, like, yeah. oh, why is that happening? Or why is this happening? All the oh, details. Why, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing to me. And I think it's really God's grace and his mercy, I think, to us that like, um, I just noticed that like, if, if, if I don't let those things kind of rule my mind in that setting, uh, there'll, there'll be a moment, like a song or two in where something switches and it's just, it just always just becomes about Jesus. And yeah. like, like, it doesn't matter who's playing the drums. It doesn't matter who's up there singing the song. It's like, it's really about um, me just worshiping the Lord and, mm-hmm. and coming with my family, whoever I've come with to like, Hey, let's just really thank God in this moment for who he is and his faithfulness and what he he's done in our lives, you yeah. know? And, um, and I just love that how in his grace and his mercy, he kind of helps us flip that switch. And, and it's like, Hey, it's, it doesn't matter about these other things. Like, let's yeah. just come and like, I want, I want to, I want to know you, David. I want to like come and kind of wrap you in my arms today. I want to come and, and celebrate with you the good things and, and comfort you where you're you're hurting and stuff like that. And so I just appreciate that. Thought like God, he's more faithful than we are, you know? Oh, hands down. <laughs> right. Like if God was like us, we'd all be screwed. Right. Like we would have no hope. It's like we might walk in and kind of be bummed out and Yeah. But then he's like, No, I've he's been like, I've been waiting for this. Hey, we're you know? good. Hey, like, yeah. This is like, good. Pick I'm glad we're here together. Yeah. Know? Absolutely. So absolutely. Do you want to talk anything about um like because I know you write music? Yes. And when you're writing a worship song, is there like a certain, like, do you have to get in a mindset or, or is there a certain way that you like to do that? Or is it just kind of, it comes on like inspiration on my, my, my end. I think there are, it kind of goes both ways. One to keep writing. It's a discipline like anything. Mm. Sometimes you feel inspired. Sometimes you don't, but it's just like, Hey, I want, um, and I feel like I'm called to write songs for the Lord. I'm right. Write songs for the church. And that's a discipline. I think there are moments where it's like incredible inspiration and the song just comes mm. right away. You know, there's a couple songs I can think of, like um, the song Meditations of My Heart that I wrote way back. And I remember um, it was just on my heart that um, the song, like, may the meditations of my heart, you know, be pleasing yeah. to the Lord. And, and I just remember, like, going into my bedroom and, like, I wrote the whole song in, like, 10 minutes. Whoa. And I just, like, sang, I, like, wrote all the lyrics and then I just sang it. And that's been one that's, I feel like has connected with like probably more people than I can imagine, but it happened like that fast. And there's other songs that's just been taking like years to write. And I think 
that's kind of it, it kind of goes in and out so it's not necessarily um just one way you yeah know? um but one thing i love to do is is think about who am i writing for like where is this yeah. gonna be, you know um so if, if i'm writing for french church or if i am like hey i just want to write a prayer and sing it to the lord you know mm-hmm. um there's just different kind of criteria of kind of the way I might kind of frame things or maybe the way that I'll spend time on things just because of mm-hmm. who I'm writing for. I'm like, Hey, if this is for the church, I want it to be congregational, maybe have it kind of more broader themes. Yeah. But, but if I, if, Hey, is this just a prayer with me and God? It's like, it doesn't really matter. I'm yeah. just going to sing right, and right. worship. And like, if it connects with people, great. It, yeah, if, if it not, just connects like, with me and Jesus, yeah. then awesome. And that's all worship. Right. Too, it's know? all it's worship. Like, yeah. So, as a songwriter, that's kind of good. It, it, it kind of flows with that, and I and I like the kind of that flexibility. You yeah, know, where it's not always just needs to be one way. Yeah, um, nothing's there's nothing that's really actually only one way, right? There's nothing that's that way. All right. Well, I hope I really hope that this was helpful to somebody. I yeah. hope that this was something to say. Maybe look, don't don't show up at church or wherever you are worshiping, and, and don't show up and, and start criticizing people that are on stage because first of all we all know what happens when we assume, right? If we assume something about somebody, yeah, nothing good can come from that. Yeah. If you don't know somebody's actual heart, because it's a, it's all a heart thing. That's worship true. is all about authentic worship. That's authentic a, ship is coming from your heart. Yeah. And you can't necessarily see that from the outside. You can't look at somebody and say, oh, they're authenticating. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, I mean, my hope would be that we would walk into, you know, a church service or wherever we would go, even if it's like at a, a big worship concert or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think if we have those thoughts, you know, it only can ne- negatively affect us, yeah. you know, but I think, um, we just got to come in with like a, like a heart that is grace filled, mm-hmm. that heart that is like actually thinking the best in others and, and saying like, Hey, well, these are the people that God has, God has put it in front of me for this day. Absolutely. You know, and it's just like, I just got to trust that God has the right people there and um, he's got to he he has a hold of their hearts and mm-hmm. it's kind of up to him. But, you know, hey, I, and I'm going to bring my best yeah. as a worshiper. You know, um, I even think about even I'm standing up there as a worship leader most Sundays, uh, most weekends. And, um, you know, when I look out and see people worshiping, that helps me worship. Sure. You yeah. know, and I think um, I don't think people really realize that either. It's like we because we come in and do this as a fellowship as a communal mm-hmm. experience it, there's there's so much it could be so positive yeah if we just really bring our best um every weekend and every time we're we're worshiping together you know because i just i just remember there's there's so many times i'm like i'm not sure if i'm helping the people worship you yeah. know as as best as i can but then i can see somebody out there that's really um praising and worshiping and kind of going for it and it helps me it gets it's yeah. me like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, let's keep pressing into God. Mm-hmm. Let's keep asking him to come and do what he does in worship. And and he's worthy no matter, you know, kind of whatever situation we're coming from. Right. So, Well, he's um, so much bigger than our problems. Yeah. And he's our, so much bigger than our insecurities like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And it's, you know, we do what we can, but let God handle it. Let God deal yeah. with that stuff. Man, he's so much better than us. He's so He's so awesome. God's bigger than the boogeyman. I'm just telling you. Junior from VeggieTales told me that a long time ago. 
David, thank you so much for coming. And my hopefully, pleasure. Hopefully, we do this again soon because I think tomorrow you're, you're an excellent guest. Tomorrow, yeah. Am I an excellent? Clear my calendar. You're an excellent guest. You're the best. No, you're the best. No, Jesus and coffee is, is the, the best. best. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Jesus and Coffee. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes to the podcast so you can be updated on all our most recent episodes. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, I it's, love it's and I cultural. love cheese. Cheese, mac and cheese is my favorite. Hi, Todd. I'm just really glad that we're here together. Thanks for coming, David. I think it was really fun. Are you Thanks me? for coming, David. <laughs> really appreciate you being here and drinking my mug. Alfred made you Cinnabon coffee. <laughs>